Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm Five, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts. I'm Tim. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, we're talking about something today that many people will have experienced if you've been on an airplane, and that is turbulence. What is air turbulence, and how do airplane pilots sometimes know in advance that they're about to hit turbulence? Oh yeah, it's the worst. So air turbulence is an effect caused simply by changes in、uh, air density. Different densities of air produced different amounts of lift given the same airspeed and wing design. Clouds are a source of turbulence due to the increased density from the additional water vapor and also the cooler air within them. While on the other hand, warmer air is less dense and therefore causes actually drops in altitude. But in、uh, meteorology terms, they often talk about something called clear air turbulence or CAT, which is the turbulent movement of air masses that actually don't have any visual clues. So let's focus on that one. In the case of clear air turbulence, how is it that pilots know in advance? So pilots they also have weather radars. That they can look at to see upcoming weather conditions, but standard airplane radars cannot quite detect CAT, as the you know clear air turbulence is not associated with clouds that show unpredictable movement of the air. Now, really, the best way to know in advance is actually reports from other pilots. You know, one plane a hundred miles ahead will report some turbulence at a certain altitude (ATC), and then they will relay relay that message to other planes. So those other planes can then decide if they want to deviate course or change altitude. Interesting. Okay. Now, what actually causes the turbulence in the first place? So that's a key question, and all pilots are trained to know exactly the factors that cause or indicate that clear air turbulence. The first thing is basically how high you're flying. So there's an atmospheric region, basically that's most susceptible to clear air turbulence. Which is roughly altitudes of like twenty three thousand to thirty nine thousand feet.、Uh, this region even has a name, and it's called the high troposphere. So you know, early commercial aircraft they couldn't could not fly high enough to avoid constant turbulence, and cabins were also not pressurized. You know, the first generation of flight attendants were basically registered nurses who had to constantly help sick passengers. Wow, I didn't know that fact. Don't you get turbulence at lower altitudes too, though? Oh yeah, yeah, you can. At lower altitudes, you can get turbulence, especially near、uh, mountain ranges. This is due to the wind being all mixed up as it blows across trees, buildings, or mountains, or due to the actual the thermal effect of the sun heating the ground, and then the ground heating that lowest layer of air, which then of course starts to rise. But usually, you'd have your seatbelts on for takeoff or landing anyway, so. There's no special action that's required to warn you of that. It's interesting how you talk about these different bands of temperature playing a significant part here in turbulence. Significant indeed, yes. Temperature plays a big role in how a plane flies. You know, actually, planes cannot take off when the weather gets too hot, such as when there's a heat wave. Really? Yeah, yeah. In in just recently, in 2017,、uh, lots of flights were canceled over a few days. At Phoenix's Sky Harbor International Airport, because temperatures reached like a hundred and twenty degrees Fahrenheit, or forty-eight point eight Celsius. I mean, when they don't can't fully cancel flights, sometimes they have to bump passengers for the heat. What do you mean by bump passengers? Ah,、uh, so 
Uh, basically, he's, uh, let me start with an example. In London's city airport, which has a very short runway at just under 5,000 feet in length, during a heat wave in 2018, more than a dozen flights were forced to randomly pick passengers to leave behind in order to lighten the plane in order for it to take off safely. Wow, all because the plane doesn't get as much lift in warmer air. Exactly, exactly. Lift, that all important factor for flying, it depends on several factors, but one of the most important is the temperature of the air. And like you said, as the air warms up, it expands, so the number of molecules available to push the plane up is reduced. Uh, a rough heuristic is that I think planes get 1% less lift with every three degrees Celsius of temperature rise. Fascinating. Now back to turbulence. How about the effect of other aircraft in creating that turbulent effect? Oh yes, yes, other aircraft. That's also an important point. Um, so there's another type of turbulence called wake turbulence, which is caused actually by the disruption of the air by another airplane or helicopter that has traveled through the same area recently. If you think about it, it's kind of like a speedboat and the wake in the water behind it because it's exactly like that, but in the air. So in the case of wake turbulence, the rotating vortex pair, you know, created by the wings of a large aircraft lingers for a significant amount of time after the passage of the aircraft, sometimes, you know, more than a minute. And what happens is if you attempt to fly through this dirty air and you're maybe in a smaller plane than the one that caused it, especially when you're landing, it could get pretty dangerous. Uh, pilots and air traffic control are very well aware of this and typically arrange landings and takeoffs very carefully to avoid this from happening. I see. Now, your description there of the rotating vortex pair at the end of the wingtips, uh, it's a good visual description. And it makes me think of uh, the Van Gogh painting, The Starry Night, which might be an interesting one to end on because there's an, a story here. <laughs> That's a very, very interesting thought. Uh, because the, the funny thing is that Van Gogh's Starry Night uh, was painted about the way back in 1889. And while Van Gogh was in a mental institution. So, you know, scientists, they've been studying this painting, and it turns out it does kind of perfectly capture this scientific phenomenon known as turbulence to a great degree of mathematical precision. But but here's the mystery. Planes weren't invented yet. <laughs> and physicists didn't explain turbulence until all the way until the 1940s. So why the story of night does a pretty good job of, of painting these, this, this thing called turbulence? It's, a, it's actually a big mystery. A huge mystery. Okay. Maybe we'll solve that one day and we'll update our listeners. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially when you have comments and suggestions for us. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, please do go on iTunes and write us a review. It helps other listeners to find this podcast, and we love hearing from you when you have uh, suggestions for us. As always, thank you to the community at r slash explain like I'm five, and we will see you all next week. <laughs>